When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, player profiler faithful? It's your pal, Maddie Kiwum, coming at you live from my Airbnb in New Orleans. I had to rock the shades today, ladies and gents, because your boy did a little bit of drinking on Bourbon Street yesterday. So the, the, the sunglasses helps me uh, stay in the pocket for today's episode, which I had to bring you even though I'm on the road because I love doing this show. First and foremost, welcome to episode seven, everybody. Uh, before we get in today's show, I got to talk a little bit about the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, for years, I have been a, a fan on the outside, uh, looking in, looking at all the 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 who's who of. Uh, basically the industry battling it out in the ultimate fantasy football competition, just wanting to one day get an invitation. Luckily, I uh, started doing some work for playerprofile.com and your boy Matt Kelly, the podfather, you know, he got us all in. And, and, and being a, getting a chance to participate in the Scott Fishbowl is absolutely incredible. It's a, it's a little dream of mine that I've had for, some t- for a few years now. But not only am I in it, your boy's doing pretty, pretty, pretty dang good right now. I actually have the fourth highest score uh, team total. So it puts me, in, I guess, in fourth overall of the 1,200 or so participants. And I am flabbergasted. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's happening. It's it's truly, truly, truly something that uh, I'm just going to cherish for my entire life. Uh, whether I do ever get an invitation again, I hope I do. But this has been uh, a great season so far. Thanks to Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen Stizzy and, and Mark Andrews and Saquon Barkley. The team's doing well, and, and I'm very, very excited about it. But I say all this to say that I use the data analysis tool on playerprofile.com to compete in the most storied fantasy league known to man. And not only do I use a data analysis tool, you can too. It is on the playerprofiler.com. It is one of the best features on the website amongst others. And for the month of October, you can get $50 off of the all-in package. That's right, the DFS Dominator player rankings, the world-famous draft kit, and the data analysis tool. You can take your fantasy gaming to the next level. Dare I say improve your game plan using the data analysis tool, and you can get that amongst all of the other great features on the playerprofiler.com website. And for the month of October, you can get $50 off. That is a tremendous value. So I recommend and do so unless you're in my leagues, one of my leagues, Don't do it. Just let your boy have this leg up because I need to win. But Scott Fish, thank you so much for inviting me. Matt Kelly, thank you so much for getting me in. And I hope that I can keep that train rolling. 
with the Bills out this week, it's going to be tough, but I am super excited to be a part of it. The game plan is also brought to you today by Underdog Fantasy, but more on that later in the show. I have a great show in store for you guys today. We're going to be talking about players that it's time to cut, put them on a bus and send them back to mommy. Time to get rid of them. We're also going to dive into the bargain bin once again and find those players that you need to use in week seven to help you strengthen your roster. And we have a homework assignment, as we do every week, coming on up. But before we get into all that, you know we got to go over the latest player injuries. So Tyler Lockett, he missed practice uh, all week. He was DMP all week. He is uh, listed officially as questionable. Uh, head coach Pete Carroll said if there's anyone on the roster that can miss practice all week and still play, it's Tyler Lockett. I would label this pessimistically. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's going to play, but keep your eye on it. If you have been relying on Tyler Lockett, you may need to look elsewhere, but let's have uh, uh, fingers crossed that the man can get on the field because he is fun to watch and fun to use in fantasy. Josh Palmer is out with a concussion. Uh, who knows who's going to catch the balls for the Chargers this week. We'll talk a little bit more about his teammate in a minute, uh, but Josh Palmer will be out with a concussion. DJ Shark, his ankle injury has not improved to the point where he can get on the field, so he will miss week seven. And J.K. Dobbins, he actually got surgery on that hurt knee uh, that flared up in week six, and he is set to miss four to six weeks. So if Gus Bus is available, grab him. You want a ticket on the bus, uh, go ahead and get Kenyon Drake, who had over 100 total yards in a tubby in week six. And if uh, the, both of those guys are already scooped, grab Justice Hill. He showed a little something-something early in the year. And if he's going to get opportunities with Dobbins on the shelf, that's something that you could absolutely use in fantasy. Let's move on to the guys who are limited uh, late in the week, Jalen Waddle. He was limited with that shoulder injury, but head coach Mike McDaniel said he is uh, he would be labeled as probable if that was still a thing. So I think that's a good sign that he'll play in Sunday night football. Keenan Allen, uh, that hamstring is keeping him very questionable for this weekend. I guess they used him in some red zone packages. Maybe they put him in in just certain high-value situations, making him active. But uh, he himself stated that he would like he'd be more comfortable if he was able to return after the bye. Chargers, I believe, have their bye next week, week eight. So uh, I could see a scenario where he sits, or the dreaded scenario would be he's active but only in on certain plays. Either way, you got to make other arrangements if you roster Keenan. Allen. DeAndre Swift is truly questionable. He is uh, as questionable as questionable gets with those shoulder and ankle injuries. Coach uh, Dan Campbell said that he is doing more and more by the day. He is getting healthier and healthier, but doesn't know. We don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, if you roster Jamal Williams and you're starting him in, in Swift's absence, you may be ready to do so for another week uh, in week seven. Russell Wilson is a true game time decision with that hammy. Mr. Super Limited in 2022 uh, is not been a great fantasy producer at the quarterback position. But if he is out, you may want to make other arrangements. If you've been starting Judy or Cortland Sutton, uh, it's looking like with Rippin Ripian, I, I don't know how to say his name, but at QB, the only guy that I would uh, look to play or guys I should say that I'd be really happy playing is the running backs and we'll talk about one later in the show but yet Russell Wilson is a true game time decision Rashad Bateman shoddy B 
He's questionable with that foot history, uh, injury, but he is optimistic. He wants to play. He said he was very close to playing last week, so we hope to get him back on the field because Lamar needs his playmakers. His other playmaker, Mark Andrews, said his body feels good. He returned to practice Friday, so if you've been using Mark Andrews, don't you worry your little head. He's going to play on Sunday. The last bit, the full participants, the most, uh, the, the only good news, I would say, of the injury reports. Uh, let's get into it. T. Higgins, he was removed from the injured list. Uh, he is ready to go. Same with his teammate, Jamar Chase. So in a potential uh, high-scoring game against the Falcons, you'll have both of those Bengals ready to rock. Jonathan Taylor, he will return to action after getting the high ankle sprain. Uh, just a few weeks removed. I think that was uh, three weeks ago. So we'll see how limited he could be but his teammates all the running backs are healthy Dion the dart jackson will be playing and so will naeem hines jackson looked great getting 10 receptions in week six it's probably back to status quo in indy using jonathan taylor and naeem hines but maybe jackson has earned his way on the field melvin gordon was uh, removed from the injury report he is actually slated to start uh, after getting basically no chances on the field. His opportunities were massively limited last week. So he was promised by head coach Nathaniel Hackett that he will start in week seven. Foster Moreau, his knee uh, is looking good. He is off the injury report and ready to play. Why is this important? Why you bring up Foster Moreau? Well, if you don't like Mr. Moreau, I'm going to talk about him later, too, so get on ready. But I bring him up because Darren Waller is out with a hamstring injury and Hunter Renfro returned to a limited basis, but is still dealing with a hip issue. Head coach believes he's going to play, but we'll see. And if both are out, Moreau will be probably the number three pass catcher uh, on that team uh, heading into week seven. Damian Harris and Mac Jones are on track to play on Monday Night Football. Hey, Dak Prescott will return after extended absence with a thumb injury, and he will have both Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb because all were removed from the injury report. Uh, one bit of news that isn't injury-related, but trade-related. CMC, who was traded to the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday, uh, he is on track to maybe play. Uh, sources say he has a, quote, good chance to, to see some time here on Sunday. So that's pretty exciting that he could be playing right away after being traded to, to the Niners. So let's keep this train moving. The segment on today's show, I like to call it signing checks. My cousin, shout out to you. He used to say all the time that uh, when a player is about to get cut, that he just signed his check. He was gone. So we're going to call this segment signing checks. And this is basically more for 10 to 12 teamers. Uh, 14 teamers, obviously, you have to proceed a little bit more caution. But this is uh, 10 or team, uh, 10 to 12 team cute, like, you know, specific. And I got one player at each position except tight end. Why? Why may you ask? Matt Q, why wouldn't you talk about tight end drop? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say about tight ends? If you have Mark Andrews or Kelsey, you're happy. If you have David Njoku, Dallas Goddard, you're happy. But you're not dropping a Darren Waller because what are you going to replace him with? You're not dropping a George Kittle who's starting to get hot. It's just tough at the, the tight end position. Yeah, you're streaming, so you're not really caring too much who, who you're picking up or dropping. It's just tough to truly get a grip on, on, a, on a cut candidate at the tight end position. So I'm leaving that one. That one's for the birds. We're not doing that. We're going to get a QB, a running back, and a wide receiver that regardless – how you feel about them, it's time to bid farewell and put them on a bus, send them back to mommy. We're going to talk about quarterback first, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. 
what, what, what? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He is rostered on in 91% of sleeper leagues. Uh, he's QB 25 on a points per game basis with 14.0. His expected fantasy points per game is only 14.53. So basically what you're seeing is what he's getting. Uh, there's really not any regression in line for him going forward. Uh, in Green Bay, they are 15th in pass plays per game with 36.3. So that's not a good indicator that they're just going to let the man chuck. Uh, his 6.5 adjusted yards per attempt is 17th. Uh, 20. He's also 29th in fantasy points per dropback. That's not good. Uh, that's not the production that we've gone accustomed to over the last couple of years from Aaron Rodgers. And all, all this to be said, he's doing it all with the eighth most touchdown passes he has nine on the season that's good for eight so he is completing touchdowns he's getting the ball to his playmakers in the end zone and with all that being said he's still only qb 25 on a points per game basis and for all those reasons i'm ready to move on i think it's time to to cut obviously in your two qb super flex it gets a little tricky there's probably not a replacement for him so you're probably benching more than cutting but in one qb i see you later a rod the running back that i'm willing to cut is cam Acres. Uh, he's rostered still in about 72% of sleeper leagues. And first and foremost, he's fallen out of favor in, in LA. Um, reports, I think Jay Glazer last week reported that he has played his last game in LA. Uh, there have been rumors swirling that they are in on another running back. They were in on CMC. Uh, Tony G has come up uh, linked to, to the Rams, which I would love seeing Antonio Gibson in LA. But the fact that Akers is not in line to play, they just sit him out, is not good, obviously. And at this point, you're holding on for a trade. And I don't really believe uh, that's that's holding a guy on my roster, especially if I need wins now. I don't like rostering guys that are really just based on hopes and dreams. So uh, I'm not looking to to hold on to him. And even when he was playing, there weren't a whole lot of positive signs in his performance profile. He had 4.6 fantasy points per game. That's outside of the top 60. Uh, he was 2.9 true yards per carry. No bueno. He has not been elusive when on the field. 17% juke rate, 1.79 yards created per touch, and a minus 19 expected points added all three of those metrics are outside of the top 40 at the running back position and the epa is 126 so you're talking about guys like kyle use and alec engold having a better epa than cam Akers. and for all of those reasons i am dropping mr Akers. it's uh it's it's i can't believe we're here seven weeks in and this guy was a was a was a a draft favorite of many. I liked his pro, you know, his profile heading into 2022, but here we are getting ready to drop Mr. Akers. This next guy has been dropping, uh, being has been, he has been dropped in a, in a number of leagues. So his, his roster ship percentage continues to fall, but it's worth saying if you're holding on to him, if you're holding out hope, it's time to drop Elijah Moore from the New York football jets. He's rostered still in 52% of leagues on sleeper. He's had a, a 13.6 target per share, uh, share this year. That's 70th among qualified receivers and not good. His 14.2 ADOT uh, is four yards more than it was last year. He had a 10.8 uh, ADOT last year. And it seems as if his role is just kind of like that downfield guy where you're not seeing a whole lot of volume going his way. Heck, you're not even seeing him make plays. In last week, 
He had zero targets in a game that Jets won. So, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes the the, the real-life football uh, kind of intertwines with the fantasy in the fact that if they're winning, they're not going to be eager to change uh, what they're doing. And the fact that they won in Green Bay last week is not a good sign for, for Elijah Moore's uh, future usage. Uh, he has a, a, a 2.43 regression rating, uh, which is good. It's positive, but it's still outside the top 65. It's not great. Uh, his 0.17 fantasy points per route run is outside of the top 95. And he's had poor QB play. So even uh, looking for some help from the quarterback has not been great. He has a 53.3 catchable target rate and a 3.04 target quality rating. Both of those metrics rank far outside of any type of respectable uh, ranking. And he had he's only averaging six fantasy points a game. Uh, that's that's not good. You're not starting him. And with guys like uh, Alec Pierce emerging and uh, hopefully getting healthy soon, Jahan Dotson, guys that are, will be available at the wide receiver position. It's just not a good process to hold on to Elijah Moore in re, in your seasonal leagues. He did request a trade, which I feel is. It's 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 crazy. He had 500 receiving yards last year, and he feels like he can already demand a trade because he's not getting used on a team that's winning. What is going on? What is what, what are we doing here? Uh, apparently, they had a good sit down after, but he is going to miss week seven, and he should be off your roster. Uh, Denzel Mims is going to be active. Denzel Mims is going to get some playing time because Elijah Moore uh, is well not first first of all not cutting it. Second of all, he's um, Demanding trades, which I, again I think is crazy to do when you your your season high is 500 receiving yards. I know it's frustrating, and I know this is his livelihood, and he should try to you know fight tooth and nail to get everything that he can financially, uh, legacy wise, all that stuff. But I mean, come on, guy, you got to show a little bit more before you can push your way out of town. Come on, but Elijah Moore, a favorite of mine, a favorite of many. Time to bid farewell and say goodbye. Those are the three players that we're signing their checks for right now. Sign them checks. Get rid of them. Aaron Rodgers, Cam Akers, Elijah Moore. Let's keep this train moving, shall we? We got the bargain bin players for week seven. I love this segment because these guys, if they hit, you can really get some wins in your matchups because they're sitting out there. They're free agents. They're not rostered in many leagues. And here we have them uh, ready to go. And I am ready to bring them to you. So let's go. We go position by position. One guy who's rostered in about 50%. Uh, one guy who's rostered in far less. So he will be readily available. The first guy I'd like to talk about is the quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mary. Oda. He's rostered about 38% of leagues. Uh, he's at Cincinnati this week. He's 5,500 on DraftKings, 7,100 on FanDuel. Playerprofiler.com has him ranked as QB 12. I have him ranked as QB 11, so we're both pretty high uh, on the Flying Hawaiian. The over-under of 47.5 points is great uh, when we're talking about matchups to attack. And Atlanta is six-point dogs on the road. Again, we love to see that because he is in comeback mode. He's been pretty good on the season. Believe it or not, Marcus Mariota is quarterback 15 on a points per game basis with 16 and a half. How is he doing that? Mainly with his legs. He is one of the best rushing quarterbacks in our game today. 
He has uh, 7.2 carries a game. That's seventh amongst qualified quarterbacks. And he has 12 carries in the red zone. So he is calling his own number when it's touchdown time. He's got three rushing touchdowns and over 200 rushing yards. Those are all uh, things that we love to see in fantasy, especially in your your uh, six-point rushing, four-point passing leagues. He can really get uh, get it going. He's got the playmakers, and he's getting the ball. You know, his air yards per attempt at 9.8 is fourth amongst quarter uh, qualified quarterbacks which is great and he's he's only been pressured in 38 uh 38 throws uh that's in the that's top 10 so his offensive line's actually holding up quite well for him and i, I that, and in this matchup if he is going to be down a touchdown or more on the road at Cincinnati, uh, even though the, the the matchup isn't great, Cincinnati isn't giving up a whole lot of points uh to the to the league average uh but he he can do it with his legs, and if he he scampers in the end zone once, maybe twice, throws one to Kyle Pitts or Drake London, all of a sudden he could be you know a top finisher on the week. And if you're like, come on, man, Marcus Mariota, he doesn't finish in the top. Eh, wait, wait a second. Over his last two weeks, he was QB ten and QB five. That is why uh, Marcus Mariota is one of my favorites. Uh, hitting the bargain bin, hitting you know free agency, and trying to get yourself a quarterback. The next guy I'd like to talk about is a new starter, someone that will be hitting the scene this year, but we are familiar with this guy, Tyler Henneke from the Washington Commanders. He's rostered in only 11% of leagues on Sleeper. Uh, he will be at home against the Green Bay Packers. He's fifty. He's 5,000 on DraftKings and 6,600 on FanDuel. Ranked QB 16 on playerprofiler.com. I have him at QB 16 as well. The over-under of 41 is not good, but... Washington Commanders, uh, they are projected to be four and a half point dogs at home, which, you know, we don't love, love. But at the same time, if they're going to be behind at all against the Packers, Heineke is the type of guy that can get you some garbage points. Um, and there is some pre- – he does have some uh, experience against this very defense. I know it's changed from year to year. But last year in 2021, uh, Tyler Heineke, when he took on the Green Bay Packers, he was 268 uh, yards passing. Uh, he did throw a touchdown, but he was 95 yards rushing that week, which was great to see. He was QB 10 on the week, scoring 21.2 fantasy points. So given the fact that he's done it against him and he's just fiery, he's one of those feisty backups who, who will fight tooth and nail to help his team win. And we've seen the Packers now fumble the bag two weeks in a row, losing to bum squads, highlighted by, like I said earlier, the New York Jets. But could it be Tyler Hineke's week? I don't know if I like him finishing as a uh, top 10 guy, but as a top 15 finisher on the week, I could see it. And if you're desperate in a, in a super flex or two QB league, I know one of my leagues I have, uh, I had Carson Wentz, uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. Hate to admit it, but I did, and I was relying on him. Uh, I was looking into Tyler Henneke as a trade option. It's a dynasty league, so it's a little bit different. But in seasonal leagues, he's widely available. And if you need yourself a QB last minute, you could do worse than, than Mr. Taylor Henneke. Uh, let's move on to the running backs here. We're going to talk about uh, someone who has already played for two different teams. But when this guy gets to a new team, it's like, what for whatever reason, the, the coach is like, I got to give this man the ball. This guy's got to tote the rock for me, and I'm talking about none other than Latavius Murray, uh, running back for the Denver Broncos. He's rostered only about 44% of leagues. Uh, he it does not have. I did not get his his DFS 
uh, prices. I could not get them, but because uh, I am on the road, like I said earlier. But if you need that DFS advice, turn into the Big Tilt they recorded last night. Uh, those guys are great, so they'll have all that information for you. But last week, uh, oh, let's keep it going. I'm sorry. PlayProfile.com has them ranked as running back 35. I got them at running back 38. The over-under of 38 is Kaka Poopoo, uh, but it's an even game projected to be even. Like I said, Russell Wilson may miss the game, so it could be a 1920-style offense where they're just running the ball with Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray. And last week, he was kind of used as their top guy. Uh, he had 15 carries. He ran five routes. Uh, he was targeted. He caught that ball. He had 64 total yards. He scored 7.4 fantasy points. That's a top 30 finish. And if you're getting this guy off the scrap heap, that's all we're looking for. We're not looking for anything massive. We're not looking for, I mean, we'll take it. Obviously, we'll take a top 10 finish. But if you can get a guy at your RB2 that gives you 7.4 fantasy points, uh, that that's something we'll absolutely take. And the Jets here this year, they do present a favorable matchup for running backs. Uh, they are 10th in terms of fantasy points allowed uh, to the mean. And, and they also give up passing work to running backs um will latavia see more routes i i don't really see that happening but if they want to run him between the tackles and he can score that touchdown all of a sudden we're talking about a, a guy that we're excited to use so latavius murray um if you need him if you got to fire him up then you could do worse there are absolutely worse options out there which i know isn't always the greatest sign of uh, confidence but it's something nonetheless the next running back i'm going to talk about is a rookie uh who hasn't truly fired quite yet uh we're looking for a big game from him uh with Cordero patterson i'm talking about tyler algier he's rostered about 50 percent of sleeper leagues he's 5,000 on DraftKings, 5,900 on fanduel running back 34 on playerprofile.com week seven rankings make sure you check those out and i got him at running back 35 so we're pretty lockstep I talked about this game uh, when we were talking about Mariota. A 47-point over-under, 47.5 over-under is encouraging. As, as that number creeps higher and higher to 50, you can get more and more excited. And as a almost touchdown dog on the road, Tyler Algier could be the guy that is in on uh, on the cleanup crew. He's part of the comeback mode. Uh, Caleb Huntley has been getting valuable touches, so there is a report out that they will continue to split. But like I said about Mariota, the offensive line is – doing better and better and better for for atlanta and the they run the second most uh run plays per game the atlanta falcons do with 33.5 uh so you get tyler algier out there all of a sudden he catches a few passes uh he has shown his pass catching prowess um in in college he has yet to truly be targeted only has two targets on the season uh but given the fact that they could be behind big and if he's on the field with uh, Mariota, because he is probably their better pass catcher between him and Tyler Huntley, uh, I'm I'm looking to use him. I actually am using him in the Big Dog Bash this week, uh, which you know uh, I'm not super pumped about, but I'm also thinking that I could do a whole lot worse. I think 10 points is definitely within the realm of possibilities for a guy like Tyler Algier, and that is something that I'm willing to. Yeah, you know, not necessarily get crazy excited about, but you know, why not use a guy that in a game that's projected to be favorable in terms of comeback play? Tyler Algier, fire up the former BYU Cougar. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. I'm kind of cheating here, but hey, it's my show. I can do what I want. Uh, we're going to talk about Michael Gallup this week. He is rostered over 50%, but it's still under 70. Right now, I believe it's 68% on sleeper. So he is available in over 30% of those leagues. And uh, I think if he is available, you need to pick him up. 
uh, because Dak is back. I am rhyming. Uh, I'm a bit of a wordsmith when I rhyme. You know, I can do this all the time. <laughs> Your boy's on fire. No, I can't believe I just did that. Anyway, he is ranked 31st. Uh, as a wide receiver on playerprofile.com, and I got to make there as well. So almost a top 30 option, uh, over under 49 points. And they are uh, home favorites by about a touchdown, but they got to get there. They got to get the lead to uh, – to, to make that possible. They're going against Detroit, who's shown to be game. Other than that game in New England, they've had a great offensive output, which could push that over-under close to that 50 that that's projected. And the, def- uh, the, the Detroit Lions, they're an easy matchup for, for opposing wide receivers. They're actually the eighth most advantageous matchup. He's projected to go against Jeff Udoka, who has a uh, 11.6 coverage rating, which is 30th. He's playing better, a young guy, but Michael Gallup is somebody who can absolutely take advantage of that. And with Dak back, we know that Dak likes to target Michael Gallup uh, for for some big-time plays. Uh, He did get seven targets in Week 6. Uh, with with Cooper Rush at the helm, and I could see that target share sticking right around there, and that's what we're looking for. Um, he had 98 air yards, so they're starting, you know, get him the ball further and further down the field, which is great because his skill set is truly like a go get it type of guy, a, a big time uh, playmaker in that regard. So Michael Gallup, if you're kind of struggling, looking around for a, a flex or even a wide receiver too, and you see him on your waiver wire, scoop him up because he could have a, a very nice game in a very easy matchup against the Detroit Lions. The next guy I'd like to talk about is a rookie who returned just a few weeks ago, but he has he just had his best game of his career. I'm talking about Tyquan Thornton. Uh, there is a little bit of homework that has to be done if you are excited or going to use Thornton because uh, Aguilar went out of that game last week, and if he's going to be out this week, I think you can fire him up for Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football also presents a little bit of a challenge because the the practice reports are essentially a day late. So you do have to keep your eye on it, but last week we saw this man get some touches, and the man cashed in. He ran 22 routes. He had five targets. He caught four of them, scored a touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown and 21.3 fantasy points. He was a wide receiver eight on the entire week. Um, he's fast. He ran a four two eight at the combine. That's a hundred percent. Though he's got a great speed score and a great burst score. Uh, he can be a true playmaker. He popped in the breakout finder uh, that that we like to use here at PlayerProfile.com. And given the, the the lack of playmakers in the New England Patriots wide receiver room, this guy could prove to be good right away uh, in terms of getting more and more usage. We're seeing his his target shares go up by the week. We're seeing his usage go up, which is great. Uh, the Bears do not really present a great matchup for opposing wide receivers, but it might not take a whole lot with a guy with this kind of speed to, to cash in. So Tyquan Thornton, in a bind, I do roster him in one league. I'm not playing him, but uh, if I needed to play him, if I was... If I had more Eagles or Bills or Rams when they were out, I would be playing him because I do think that he doesn't need volume to truly cash in and... Uh, a guy like that is exactly what you need in a by NATO. That is this uh, horrible, horrible bye week situation for week seven. So let's move on to the tight end position. We got two doozies for you. Two guys that I really do like. 
First guy we're going to talk about is Noah Fant. He's 20% rostered on Sleeper. He's 3,100 on DraftKings and 5,000 on FanDuel. Uh, he is ranked at tight end 18 on playprofile.com. I got him at tight end 17. This over-under of 50 and a half is great. It seems to be the possible shootout on the slate. And Seattle are five-point dogs on the road. He's coming off his best game um, of the year with 10.5 fantasy points. Uh, but over his last three, you know, we keep seeing, or last four, matter of fact, we've seen him getting better. 6.7 in week three, 7.2 in week four, 7.9 in week five, and 10.5 in week six. He only has one touchdown, so there could be some touchdown regression coming. He's getting used on the field. We're seeing his snap share now be above 60%, which is great to see. And we all know that Noah Fant is an athletic freak. Um, his best comparable player on playerprofile.com is George Kittle. He's a former first-round pick. He was, believe it or not, probably the best player received by the Seahawks in the Russell Wilson trade. I could see this guy continue to get more usage, continue to get more love. And with Tyler Lockett looking like he may miss, this just makes his possible outcome even higher. He's seeing great targets from Geno Smith, and uh, I think that this is a, a touchdown game. And when we're talking touchdowns for tight ends, that's all you need, one touchdown. Uh, the chat just brought up Foss Moreau. Oh, you must be reading my mind because the next tight end that I'm going to talk about here today is Foster Moreau. Uh, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. He is home against the Jets. He's only rostered in 4% of leagues, so if you need him, go get him. Uh, he's 2,800 on DraftKings, 4,600 on FanDuel. I have him as tight end 13. Playerprofile.com has him as tight end 19, but this is before we've removed Darren Waller from the ranks, so his his ranking there will is projects to, to shoot up over the next day or so. Uh, the over-under of 46 is great. That's a, a game where... We could be, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, a pretty good game uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I made a mistake that they're not playing the Jets. They are playing the Houston Texans, um, not the Jets. The Jets have the, the Denver Broncos. Um, the, but the 46 over-under is pretty good. It's pretty encouraging. And Vegas are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. But, again, they have to get there. They have to score. If Vegas projects their home team to beat the visiting Texans by a touchdown, pretty much, they got to get there. They, you know, they're not going to win three nothing if they if they're projected to win by seven or more. So let's uh, let's let's factor that in. And I think Moreau could be a, a very sneaky option. He's coming back from a knee injury, but he's removed from the injury report as stated earlier. So he's seemingly ready to rock and roll. Darren Waller's out. Hunter Renfro might be out or limited. So there's some targets to go around. And last year, in 2021, games without Darren Waller. Foster Moreau averaged 7.5 fantasy points and finished as a top 10 tight end three times. Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, this guy's a, a, a pretty good athlete. Um, he's a sneaky athlete. He ran a 4.6, 40. His measurables are all pretty great. Uh, the, the matchup doesn't project well uh, in terms of the way the, the Texans handle tight ends and their opposing tight ends, but that's okay. That's okay because they're going to have to focus a lot of their defensive uh, coverage to obviously Devontae Adams. They, you know, Josh Jacobs is playing great, so he's going to be, you know, kind of an afterthought in terms of game planning. But that's what we need. We want him to be an afterthought because that would mean that he's going to be open for some big plays. And like I said last year, he did have three top ten tight end finishes. And so if you need him, 
at tight end. I think he's a great pickup. Matter of fact, I'm actually trying to pick him up in one of my leagues so I could put him in my flex. I do think he has 10-plus fantasy point upside. Um, last year, he did have a really, really strong spike week, scored 18 points in Darren Waller's absence last year. Uh, so he does have that in his range of outcomes as a big-time producer. Um in this offense, there is precedent for it. Um, there's a week seven last year against the Eagles, uh, where he saw a snap share of 89%. Uh, we could see him have, uh, you know, anywhere from 75 to 85% snap share, maybe even higher if he is truly a full, healthy go. Uh, not worried about that knee injury at all. So that's just another tight end who's widely available that I am okay using this week. So, in summary, the bargain bin players for week seven at quarterback, we have Marcus Mariota and Tyler Hineke. Uh, running back Latavius Murray and Tyler Algier, wide receiver Michael Gallup and Tyquan Thornton, and at tight end Noah Fant and Foster Moreau. That's going to wrap up the bargain bin segment for week seven. Go out and get those guys if you need a little help. Call the dogs, Avengers assemble, bargain bin, let's roll. I'd like to talk to you guys about underdog fantasy. First and foremost, Underdog Fantasy is killing it with their over-under pickums, their best ball drafts, and everything else they can provide. I actually did a bunch of best ball drafts over the summer. They're going quite terribly. I won't lie about it. I drafted too much Javante Williams and DJ Moore and Chase Edmonds. But you know what isn't terrible? Matter of fact, it's pretty amazing. It's using the promo code UNDERWORLD to get a deposit match up to $100, baby. You want to do some of those pickums? You want to enter some of these drafts, get in on a best ball draft, you can do so and get $100 matched by using the promo code UNDERWORLD. So go to play, go over to the Underdog Fantasy app, fire it up, use the promo code UNDERWORLD, and get a deposit match up to $100 and get in on some of those pickups. They're fun. They are a ton of fun to do. If you don't, if you're one of your fantasy teams is donezo, you know, there's really not much you can do. It's for the birds. It's in the dumpster. Maybe it's injuries. Maybe it's lack of performance. Who knows? This is a way to keep your fantasy mind sharp while your teams are in the dumpster. Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD to get $100 deposit match. Okay, so the homework assignment this week, it's quite simple. It's time to start following the breadcrumbs, the rumors of trades, because uh, obviously with DJ Moore on the block, maybe Elijah Moore's actually shopped the Jets, so they're not going to, so we'll see. Uh, but you can kind of sneak in and maybe make a, a trade on the low. Get a guy before he explodes, because if DJ Moore's traded to the Ravens or the Chiefs, you ain't getting them. If Elijah Moore goes to the Packers, you ain't getting them. So now what I need you to do as your homework assignment, it's quite simple. You know, follow the Adam Schefters, all the, the the reports. Follow Jack Kavanaugh, who's killing it on player profiler today. Just hours before he was traded to the Niners, he brought up the fact that there was some some what do you call it? Some smoke. There was some signals that the Niners were interested in CMC. He was interested in the Niners, and Jack called it out. Jack does play a profile today every day at 7 o'clock, so tune into that because my man is sharp and he knows his stuff. That's what I need you to do. I need you to tune into those type of guys to, to, to start seeing where, you know, because sometimes there's smoke, there's fire. And if you see a rumor, it doesn't have to be for a premier player. It could even be a secondary guy like a Kendrick Bourne. He's He's been known to possibly trade. Mike Gusecki is a guy who's pretty available, starting to look good, and he might be traded. So you see these rumors, these drum beats get louder and louder and louder. Go ahead and make a move for them because once they're traded to a better situation, 
boom, you lost your chance. The window shuts. So track these guys, track these rumors, and, and try to truly capitalize on making trades before it's too late. Before I get into my final thought, I just want to let all of our folks listening in Maryland know that uh, the FanDuel is going live for sports betting later this year, and FanDuel just rolled out a pre launch offer you can get that uh, the link is in the description for this show so if you are in maryland and excited and want to get on this pre-launch offer the link is in the description uh, my final thought today ties into the segment that was earlier in the episode uh, about cuts and you may have noticed that i didn't mention guys like chase edmonds isaiah pacheco or kenneth gainwell well, I, did, I didn't mention them because I don't believe that they're all cut candidates. I know they're not performing. They're probably even disappointments if you had some excitement, on, especially a guy like Chase Edmonds. But I wanted to talk about it because I do believe it's good game planning to roster these high upside backups. Uh, Raheem Mostert, who absolutely pops on the injury finder, uh, could be injured any minute now, to be honest with you. He's, it, once he's out, all of a sudden Chase Edmonds can become a, a high upside play each and every week. Same thing with Isaiah Pacheco. We're seeing him kind of kind of take away touches without seeing it, CEH, uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair getting hurt. But if he is, he could come in. And Miles Sanders is looking good in this high-powered offense. Kenneth Gainwell, with more touches, and no Miles Sanders could be an absolute beast in fantasy. So I do believe it's good process and good game planning to roster these guys, but... But, 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 but I do not think it is good practice to crowd and cram your bench with them. So it, it's, I think it's time now we're in the, the throes of the season. We are in the dog days of fantasy. So you got to decide who your favorites are and, you know, take, if you have a, a, a few of them, take some and trade the guys you're maybe not as high on to the team builder who has the starter and cash in on a guy like this and grab yourself another wide receiver, maybe grab yourself another tight end uh, and, and really get with these upsides. Cause you don't want to completely clog your bench. You can't be handcuffed with these bye weeks coming. You might need uh, a second defense. If you still play in a DST league, uh, like uh, I play in a league where we still do defense. I have the Eagles D I ain't dropping them. They have a crazy good schedule for their defense coming up. So I'm not dropping them in an uber competitive league. So I have to roster a second defense, which stinks. It makes you feel yucky on the inside and the outside. But you need to, that's why you can't have just a complete roster jam on your bench with a bunch of guys that aren't truly going to help you unless there's an injury. Uh, tight ends, another thing where you don't usually like having multiple tight ends. Well, you might need to have a secondary guy. Maybe you have Dallas Goddard or Tyler Higby. They're out this week. They're on by. You need to get these uh, backups. You need to get a Foster Moreau or no Fant to play this week. So, yeah, is it good to have a Chase Edmonds, a Isaiah Pacheco, or a Kenneth Gainwell? Hell yes. Of course they're good to have on your team. But having all of them, having too many of them, not being any, not having any type of flex uh, flexibility on your bench with these bye weeks is also could be very, very detrimental to winning in fantasy. So. Decide who you like, decide who you could get rid of, and then go ahead and trade them because the guy who rosters, uh, you know, Raheem Moster or Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards Lair, they might want one of these backups and might be willing to pay a decent price for it so that they have that insurance. So uh, go ahead and do that this week. And if you guys have any questions about cut play, you know, players that need to sign their checks or maybe some more bargain bin players that weren't mentioned, you can go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Matty Kuhn there. Or what I suggest you doing is join the Player Profiler Discord. I mean, it is on absolute fire. We're talking fantasy football nonstop. If you got any questions, uh, me, 
Cody, the Podfather, Jack. All of us are in there. We're all answering all your questions. My boy Jay, all wine. We're all in there. We're all talking fantasy football all the time. So if you're not a member of the Discord, do it now. Link is in the description. That's my final thought, and that's episode seven, ladies and gents. Please subscribe to the Player Profiler YouTube channel if you're not already. And while you're there, sma 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 mash that like button. Just hit it a million times, but do it do it an even amount of times because then you'll leave it unchecked, and I don't want that. You hit that thumbs up, leave it checked, leave a like on this video, and all of the great videos on the Player Profiler dot. Uh, pro, player profiler YouTube channel. Like I said, follow me on Twitter. I am at Maddie Keywoom, and you can check out my articles and all the other fantastic articles on playerprofiler.com. Keep game planning, and I'll talk to you next week. 